Hello. Welcome to worship. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us silently confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O Lord God, enliven and preserve your church with your perpetual mercy. Without your help, we mortals will fail. Remove far from us everything that is harmful, and lead us toward all that gives life and salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Romans. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up 
in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Paul writes in Romans, O no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Paul was writing to the Christians in the capital city of the Roman Empire. The congregations in Rome were in transition. Emperor Claudius, when he was ruling, had expelled Jews, including Jewish Christians, from Rome. And now that Claudius had died, they returned to Rome. When the Jewish Christians came back, they found the church was now run by Gentile Christians. There was tension among these two groups. Rome was deeply divided between the wealthy and the poor, and from those with differing religious and philosophical ideas. All residents were expected to live under the law of the empire, but fairness and justice was sometimes overlooked for those owing favors. Thus, Paul was urging the church to overlook the things that divide people and love everyone. Paul tried his best to make them understand that if they cared for each other, they would have done all they could do to fulfill what God was commanding them to do. Paul reminded them that they have Jesus Christ, and Jesus is the light that will keep them out of the darkness. All they need is the armor of light in Christ to live faithfully. They are to turn to Christ and not let earthly pleasures distract them 
from what is most important. Paul's advice to the Romans was very good, but how did these people learn to get along and be faithful Christians? Their answer may be in our reading from Matthew. Jesus was teaching his disciples how to deal with sin and disagreements among his followers. Jesus told them that if one member sins against another, it was important that the two discuss this sin alone together. If they cannot come to an agreement that leads to forgiveness, the one who was offended was encouraged to bring two or three others into the discussion. If there was still no forgiveness, then the problem could be brought to the church. Jesus emphasized the importance of forgiveness and gave the disciples these three ways to come to an agreement. He wanted them to know that when they gather for these conversations, he would be there with them. What timely texts for our joint worship service today. Faith in our saviors were not always able to gather in harmony. When the faith community split and formed two churches, there were hurt feelings that could not easily be mended. Years went by when these two churches functioned separately. It took time to heal the wounds the separation caused. But here we are today, worshiping together, holding meetings together, lifting up each other in prayer. The past wounds are beginning to heal. Part of the healing comes from how long ago the rift began. As years go by, memories fade, and some of the people who lived through the separation are no longer here. Younger generations only know us as Calamus Lutheran Parish. Sharing ministry, sharing a pastor, and accepting our commonalities and our differences go a long way in making this a successful ministry. I'm sure it took a lot of give and take to get to this point. Things like changing service times on a yearly basis, having joint worship services at alternating locations, sharing a pastor without feeling one church is getting more attention than the other, and sharing ministries so there is cooperation not duplication. You should be very proud of how far you have come from the first days of the split, but you should never stop finding ways to make it better. I'm sure some of you still have feelings about how things were handled, and I know there have been disagreements along the way. I am sure there will continue to be disagreements in the future. It is how you handle these disagreements that makes all the difference. As Paul says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. I believe you all know how to do that. As I look out each Sunday at the faithful members of faith in our Saviors, I know you care for each other, but I also know there are differences of opinion. We can't be expected to agree on all subjects, but what matters is not what we disagree on. What matters is what we have in common, our love of Jesus Christ. And it is that love of Jesus that should unite us all 
and want us to strive for peace and understanding among us. Jesus' plan on how to handle disagreements is good advice for all of us. If you feel someone has done something against you, go to that person and talk about it. Explain how you feel, but then stop and let the other person explain their feelings also. So much can be solved when we not only talk, but we listen. Sometimes being heard is all it takes to find forgiveness. There are lots of ways people can disagree. One that is highlighted every four years is when we, it is time to elect a president. Opinions are strong. Opposing someone's view is sometimes taken way too personally. It almost gets to the point that if a person does not agree with another, then they want nothing to do with that person. It is as if we suddenly forget all we have in common and focus on the one thing that we disagree on. When I was serving in Montana, I found my political views opposed many of my parishioners. Yet I cared for these people. I never tried to change their opinion, and they did not try to change mine. Instead, we focused on how we could serve God and serve the church together. In the end, we had more in common than we would have realized if we would have let politics get in the way. On this Labor Day weekend, let's concentrate on the labor we do together in God's name. What we have in common is what draws us here to this place and what keeps the ministry of Calamus Lutheran Parish vibrant. What we have in common is what took down the barriers between our saviors and faith. And what we have in common is what tears down individual barriers when we don't always agree. Let us go forth into the future loving one another, not because we will always agree, but because that is what Jesus Christ is calling us to do. And when we follow Jesus, we know we're on the right path. Amen.
Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Drawn together in the compassion of God, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Unite your church, O God. Grant us the gifts of repentance and reconciliation. Bless the cooperative work of churches in this community. Strengthen all ecumenical partnerships. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Protect your creation, O God. Teach us ways that do not harm what you have entrusted to our care. Renew and enliven places suffering from drought, storms, or pollution. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Turn nations and leaders from ways that lead to death. Shape new paths toward peace and cooperation. And be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Tend to all in need of your compassion. Hear the cries of those awaiting justice and yearning for forgiveness. Shelter all who are vulnerable in mind, body, or spirit, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sustain us in our work, O God, and give work to those who need it. Shape societies to ensure fair treatment for all who labor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember with thanksgiving those who have died in faith. As you equip them, equip us until we see your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All these things and whatever else you see that we need, we entrust to your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.